0: welcome to today's episode of in fellowship the podcast where we explore community building through a chapter by chapter read of the lord of the rings my name is ellen
1: and my name is anna and in today's episode we're discussing all of book six of the return of the king and wrapping up our last book you could call this our series finale which is oh my god
0: can you hear that? And we'd like to welcome our special guest, the Pipes of <laughs> Anna's Basement. Making th- their last appearance. A fan so favorite, if there ever was one. A fa-
1: yeah, the, the real second host of this podcast, uh-huh. the Pipes in My Basement. Mm-hmm. So we're in our last episode, and that means that we're doing some of our favorite wrap-ups, speed wrap-ups, some good rapid-fire fellowship building questions, some big questions from the book. Should we wrap up in our 10 words or less and try and see if we can capture all that has happened in this last book? Because she was busy.
0: She was busy, but Mm -hmm. I felt like this one was the easiest to tie up in our 10 words because it felt so one-note thematically.
1: Mm. Yes, and not in the were trudging through landscape, kind of one note right. that we've struggled with previously.
0: Yeah, when you only needed three words to sum it up. Last book, and they They walked, walked a lot. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, would you like to go first? Yes. <clears throat> the king returns, peace prevails, Sam grows, and Frodo leaves. Oh, good. Good, good, good.
1: That does capture, that captures all of it. That actually sounds a lot like mine, (laughs) if I'm
0: honest. Well, there's only so much to be said. (laughs) There's only so much
1: to be said, and with 10 words. So mine was, good triumphs, the Shire is remedied, Sam marries, Frodo departs. Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: The similar. Very, very similar, yes. Mm -hmm. I wanted to capture that Sam had grown not only spiritually, but literally. And he mm. was putting all the trees down, growing his family. Mm-hmm. He did a lot. He did a lot in this last little bit.
1: He sure did. And all all of the things that filled his cup.
0: Mm-hmm. Our happy little gardener.
1: Happy little gardener. He finally gets... His garden and his peace and his all the things that he had been wanting mm-hmm. finally come to fruition and I love that for him.
0: Yeah, well, let's do our rapid fire fellowship building and try to not pick Sam for each of <laughs> the answers, which I think you could feasibly. But let's yeah, well, totally. we'll we'll try to branch out here and remember we're building a community, not just heaping praise onto one particularly wonderful Hobbit.
1: Particularly wonderful most famous of hobbits <laughs> sam wise the
0: stout-hearted <laughs> sweet sweet sam so from the characters we've met throughout the series who would you hope to sit next to on an airplane a seat mate if you will and why mm-hmm. who would i want to
1: sit next to i think uh as you and i were dis- discussing before we started recording because my social emotional battery is a bit depleted the seatmate that I'm currently looking for is a bit quiet, a mm. bit respectful. And in that regard, I think Aragorn is my selection. Mm.
0: That's cuz I feel
1: like he'd be really chill. He would be really <laughs>
0: chill. Yeah. I would choose Frodo because in addition to being quiet, he's also small and wouldn't mm. take up very much space, I think, sitting mm-hmm. next to me. And I mm-hmm. could appropriate his armrest. <laughs>
1: As I prefer you, to do, yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> stay just the smallest of coups for that yes. armrest
0: so our next question, we are putting together not only a community but maybe a maybe a home. Who would you choose as your interior designer? Ooh, who would I choose into whose hands would you place the aesthetic of your home? right, exactly. I'm thinking
1: perhaps arwen like Mm -hmm. as a as an elf she would have an eye for something really beautiful but also um perhaps a bit minimalist um Mm -hmm. which vibes with my style so i think uh i think i would elect her i would trust her greatly
0: to perform that task i think she would more than rise to the occasion absolutely and you i would pick Rosie cotton Nice. I think she would design us a very practical and warm, cozy home. Mm-hmm. I feel like things would be laid out in a way that is easy to use. And then I imagine, I don't know, she gives me embroidery vibes. And I yes. love a good embroidered anything. So...
1: <laughs> I, I get very uh, cozy English cottage vibes from yeah. her. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Which is the aesthetic I would appreciate having. So... Come on in, Miss Cotton. That's a good. That's a good one. Yeah. So perhaps the most important role needing to be filled thus far, mm. who would you choose as your barista? Mm. I feel like the answer.
1: I don't know why, but I really like the idea of Gimli as a barista.
0: <laughs> yeah, he'd make a strong cup of coffee.
1: Strong cup of coffee. I just. I feel like I'd trust him to trust him with my life but definitely mm-hmm. with my coffee which often are one and the same and that it would just be like a really like you said kind of robust cup that he'd make.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I would go with probably Pippin. <laughs> he appre- he appreciates the the finer quality things in his food and beverage. Yes. And I could I could picture him selecting a really nice bean for Whatever coffee is being brewed under his watchful eye.
1: And I think he would bring a very convivial vibe to the cafe as yes. well. Like he would cultivate something that you'd want to be a part of beyond just the really good cup of coffee. I like that answer.
0: Yeah. Well little ball bon vivant walking around with his shield. And his- slightly taller than everybody slightly else. Slightly taller, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> making, making you a nice cup of coffee. Exactly. Oh, I like that. And our last role that we're going to fill, who would you choose as your best friend? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's Sam. (laughs) And it's
1: Sam. (laughs) Well, I think, aside from Sam, for all the reasons that we've talked about throughout the Mm. book, I feel like Eowyn would be a really kind of fun best friend because she's so intense that I feel like she needs she needs some grounding and I feel mm-hmm. like that's a strength of mine so I would elect Owen
0: That's a good one. I would pick I love a best friend who's going to push me to be a little bit a little bit better, a little bit out mm-hmm. of my comfort zone and I think Gandalf would be a very <laughs> exacting best friend yes I think he, he's funny and fun to hang out with but he'd also be like but we could be saving Middle Earth right now mm-hmm. so he would be like my aspirational best friend and then Sam of course would be my let's put on some pajamas and watch every episode of Gilmore Girls on the couch best friend <laughs> yes
1: yes and our jammy jams, and our gym jams. sounds really nice Okay,
0: well, now that we've built our fellowship and we've wrapped up the book, Mm -hmm. it is time to move to our discussion questions, our study cues, our English class part three. Mm -hmm. Would you like to kick us off with one of your questions? Absolutely. So...
1: One thing that I was thinking about as we read our book and as we think about community is Deepa Iyer's work in defining roles that each of us can play in a so- so social change ecosystem. And what I find really helpful about her framework is that each of us have skills and talents and energies which make it easier or there's maybe a clearer path in how we can contribute overall to our community. And that's really helpful for me to think about my own skills and how I'd like to contribute. And so she has nine roles. And I thought, how fortuitous that she would define nine roles. And there are nine members of our fellowship. So these roles are healer, artist, storyteller, bridge builder, frontline responder, caregiver, disruptor, visionary, and builder. And I was thinking about what roles each of our fellowship characters. Perhaps play and how might they align with the roles that Deepa identifies? So, Ellen, is this something that you've
0: encountered previously? These nine roles? I had never heard about it before, but I did take notes to prepare cool. for <laughs> fitting everybody in. I only saw eight. Is it only eight? Oh, story- you're trying storytellers and artists as two different ones? As two
1: different ones in the framework, she does list them as two separate roles, but in the definition, she does link them. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: So I did that as one, but I did assign fellowship members to each of the definitions.
1: Was there a fellowship member that you felt particularly fit within one of the definitions, or was there one that you struggled to define?
0: Yeah, I didn't know where to put Boromir. (laughs)
1: same i
0: left him blank
1: as i was working through this i was like we're going to come back to him
0: <laughs> i i put him i ended up putting him in it as a builder mm i felt like he sort of fit that but he didn't fit as well aragorn i thought was very clearly the healer
1: yes i would agree with that mhm
0: and then frodo for me was also very clearly a bridge builder because he is working across all of the different races and people mm-hmm. of middle earth for the one common goal and is doing it with a lot of patience. And he like speaks elvish and he just seemed like he he was really a natural fit to be in that position. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I like that. I had thought of, about him as more of a, a visionary. Because he's the one throughout the books who really connects us to this higher purpose Mm. and um, sort of serves as that North Star for we're getting the we're getting the ring to Mordor like this is my task this is my responsibility and I feel like at, at least until the very end, he's the one sort of making those connections for the group.
0: I hear that. I put Gandalf in that role because I felt like he was the one who named that that's what needed to be done Mm -hmm. and what had the the bigger vision of seeing what needs to happen guiding everybody to that and then Frodo was like yes I can be the missing piece I'll do it for you (laughs) yeah I like that because I I saw those same
1: skills but really put him more in the frontline responder
0: you put Gandalf up there
1: put gandalf there right because he's scrambling all units right to like Mm
0: -hmm. this is
1: the emergency we need to pull everybody together i'm the one who's sort of forecasting what's going on and we need to address it and is sort of if not explicitly calling everybody together is setting some of these seeds in motion you know to to ultimately address the the
0: growing power of evil in mordor So besides Aragorn, did we have any Mm -hmm. of the same set up?
1: Let's see. Uh, So a quick run through. Gandalf I had as a frontline responder. Merry I had as a disruptor. Pippin I had as a caregiver. Frodo a visionary. Sam a storyteller. Aragorn a healer. Legolas an artist. And Gimli a bridge builder.
0: I had Legolas and the storytellers and artists. Mm, hmm to combined
1: yeah that makes sense
0: but i put i put sam in the caregiver role mm-hmm. i feel like he is such a nourisher
1: he is he truly is and we definitely see him caregiving i think the most yeah through the story
0: frodo needs a lot of care
1: he needs a <laughs> lot of care mm-hmm. but i think coming back to boromir because i did struggle and we we get so little time with him It's also hard to really think about how he might have contributed differently had he not made the decisions he did.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I was thinking about his, the weaknesses that led to his untimely demise. I think if actualized in a community in a more productive way, in a more constructive way, I think he would be a very effective disruptor. Yeah, I agree because he is willing to take risks and speak up and take action. He just chose poorly <laughs> in his time with the fellowship. Yeah,
0: he chose the wrong risk and the wrong action. Exactly. So wait, who did you have in your builder role then? You had Gimli down there? Well, I had Gimli and Bridge
1: Builder. Oh. And I really didn't have, because he's, he's building a relationship with legless mm-hmm. um but I really didn't have someone who was in that builder role I was struggling to identify someone who I felt like was really developing ideas and structures that would allow for there to be a, a much stronger community mm-hmm. I think the people I see doing that the most um, at least in in book six are Mary and Pippin when they come back to the Shire
0: mm-hmm I had both Merry and Pippin in for similar reasons as frontline responders, because mm-hmm. I feel like when they come back to the Shire, they are the ones who rouse all the hobbits and get them ready to go, turn them into this rapid response mode and organize the resources and and put up a, a response to the, the chaos that awaits them at home. Mm-hmm. And I think you could argue that they did learn that from Gandalf of like, and Theoden and Aragorn Mm -hmm. of how to, how to organize troops.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think that's, you know, that's a a good lesson and something that Deepa talks about in her work is just that, you know, each of us can play multiple roles. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we may not play one of these active roles at all, but I think book six gives us a a sort of new slice from each of our characters with um, imminent danger lessening for some folks and um, becoming a bit more acute for our hobbits. We get to see them practice some of the roles that maybe they didn't through the rest of the series. So I think a lot of what we've identified is just kind of we all contain multitudes and that's true of our fellowship members as well. Cool. Thanks for exploring that with me. What questions did you bring today?
0: I brought some last heavy hitting, hitting questions mm. that I thought would help us kind of wrap up the, the, the episode and the series here. Mm-hmm. Of the characters, looking back through the whole series, is there mm-hmm. someone who stands out to you as having been the most dedicated to their community? I think Sam. Ooh. Because he fights for the for the Shire? I think so, and I think I I think that
1: for a couple of reasons. One is Lady Galadriel, I think senses that in him as well, mm-hmm. and that he is a he is a facilitator, he is a caregiver, he is a grower. Um and so that's why he gets his to put it in eloquently, box of magic dirt. His magic dirt <laughs> box. Because he's so committed to returning to the Shire, growing something there, and really has a vision for what it can look like post-trauma, post-war. And to me, his ambitions are so rooted in what he knows that I think his love for community really comes through in all of his actions, and that's what sustains him in supporting Frodo
0: yeah and even at the end he he says that he was hoping frodo would be able to stay and enjoy the shire as well he wanted both of them to be able to see it he wants his grandchildren to be able to see it as he saw it as a child and he really Mm -hmm. cares for the physical space of his people but i think Mm -hmm. that that translates to the actual community members as well
1: and I think Frodo also charging him with some of the storytelling aspects, right, mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. ensures that uh, it is both a physical caregiving, but also an in, in intergenerational sort of legacy building care that he's, he's performing and, and keeping those stories fresh in the memories of folks so they realize, you know, in Frodo's words, what they almost lost.
0: Yes. Oh, Sam is so good. <laughs>
1: I'd say uh, I'll I'll work on uh, my answer to any other questions to assure we're robustly again exploring other characters and not just heaping praise. He's like
0: librarian, (laughs) grower, community organizer,
1: dad. Yes. Yeah.
0: Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Praise him with great praise. Praise him with great praise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The thesis of our
0: podcast. Yeah.
1: Was there someone who stood out to you?
0: Yeah, I think I think there's something to be said for Aragorn. Mm. He he steps into it a bit reluctantly there, but then mm-hmm. really does seem to care for all of Middle Earth. But I think mm-hmm. my my true number one would have to be Treebeard. Oh, that's a great answer. Thank you. He not only he like rallies his people for their salvation mm-hmm. it's like if you if we can't he, he cares so deeply about the trees and about the ants he wants to find the ant wives to ensure that they can continue living and procreating mm-hmm. and making little entings and then he rallies them all against saruman mm-hmm. to success so I think he cares for the trees. Yeah,
1: absolutely. He's like the Lorax. He
0: is the Lorax. If the Lorax were also Nobody's a tree. on my side. Yes. <laughs> Giant, green-eyed, forest shepherd. Yep.
1: <laughs> we
0: have read the books. <laughs> <laughs> it's not immediately apparent, but trust me. We have we have done a deep dive. Go back through the last two years of episodes you'll <laughs> to see what, what we've done. Exactly. But I I mean we were we were right to pick this thesis of community mm-hmm. building because there were so many good options.
1: There were so many good options.
0: Like Theoden really cares about his people. Aomer mm-hmm. cares about his people. Eowyn says she does. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> she may need a little
1: bit of a little, uh, guidance. Like, a little guidance yeah but i think that's um what's notable about that right is that the love for their maybe respective communities mm-hmm. is what motivates them to unite to care for the greater whole yes. right instead of trying to power a struggle about who's and and we really see that in juxtaposition to boromir mm-hmm. who's kind of willing to put himself and his community first above all else mm-hmm. and it's ultimately his downfall where everybody else can kind of see the bigger picture work together and without each of their unique contributions we wouldn't we wouldn't be in the state that we are today
0: that's true boromir was so loyal to gondor to his fault yes and so was his dad
1: and so is his dad who has many faults
0: many faults <laughs> faramir faramir redeemed them all though mm-hmm. but he had he had the big picture faramir was able to step aside and understand how important it was to welcome aragorn for mm-hmm. the good of his people uh in gondor and for the good of the whole middle earth
1: yes i think faramir would be a, a good contender for dedication to their community yeah. as well
0: yeah i think that's true and we would love him <laughs>
1: Mhm and also he's a babe so.
0: <laughs> yes, Fairamir is a snack and mentally also we approve. <laughs> Moody poetic snack. We love him. We stand. <laughs> yes. So from there, are mm-hmm. you satisfied with the ending of this series? And if not, what would you change? Hmm. I mean it's just so it's such a classic. I think it would
1: be mm-hmm. it would be hard to argue that I wasn't satisfied with the ending of the series. I like that it's a bittersweet ending mm-hmm. of Frodo recognizing what he's had to give up as far as his own internal peace for the betterment of the whole world. I think that's that's an important distinction and I think if that hadn't happened, it would feel a bit too neat for me. Like, mm-hmm. oh, everybody just goes back and there's been no sacrifice and no trauma and we all just live happily ever after it's a nice message and i think the the community aspect of this is much more realistic to me if someone does have to it does have to give up something that feels very real Mm -hmm. and very tangible the loss
0: yeah yeah i mean neither of us i'm sure could write a better ending than tolkien did already
1: mm-hmm
0: i would love to see some of the stuff that they hint at like aragorn mm. coming to the shire mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm that would
0: be i that would be a joy give me give me a little just a little epilogue <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm just a little mm-hmm. snack of what happens happens next right and i also don't fully love that arwen and her dad have to be separated for forever mm. but i get that he is a ring bearer and thus mm-hmm. must banish himself from middle earth
1: and i think that is something that i would perhaps add a bit more to mm-hmm. Is i don't feel like the book and i i haven't read the appendices in a really long time so it's possible that there's more there but i really feel like arwen's sacrifice for aragorn is a bit muted mm-hmm in its description, and really to understand that she is giving up her birth community, her immediate family relationships, mm-hmm. and that that isn't explored as much, I think.
0: And her immortality, right?
1: And her immortality, right. Like, that's that's part of the gig. So I think that does get a bit, that could be given a bit more due.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't be mad if there was more. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, that's why we have a podcast and listen to podcasts, yes. and there are TV series and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I will happily revisit the the story. It's wonderful as is, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. second dessert. Like I would, t- I would take another helping. <laughs> second breakfast. I would second really like a second breakfast. Skipped eleven Z's right over. Right. I would. I would take a little more.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's why I love the extended edition so much because it just gives you that little more <laughs> mm-hmm. well, a little something extra a little bit well thank you for that shall we our wrap up action item where we both bring a quote from this last volume that encompasses an aspirational community goal i'm ready she's ready
1: i'm ready all right what do you got so the quote that really stood out to me as i was thinking about Aspirational community goals, and something that I've been experiencing lately, which has been really just lovely. As I've had a lot of opportunity to be in spaces with friends and family. Where, as we're recording this, we're in a transitional season, and I feel like folks are just more willing to come out of their homes and meet up for coffee and whatever else. So, the quote that stood out to me was on my page two eighty six, which is in chapter four, the field of Cormallen and it's a long quote it's a long book it's a long book so starts quote and all the hosts laughed and wept and in the midst of their merriment and tears the clear voice of the minstrel rose like silver and gold and all men were hushed and he sang to them now in the elven tongue now in the speech of the west until their hearts wounded with sweet words overflowed and their joy was like swords, and they passed in thought out to regions where pain and delight flow together, and tears are the very wine of blessedness. And I like, I liked this quote because it made me think about like that, you know, dinner with friends that feels so special, and you know, everybody, you're having good conversation and you're laughing really hard and you're sharing things that are hard. And just as kind of an aspirational mood vibe to curate um, as, we, as we leave our podcast and depart for the real world to have conversation with, with folks in a way that has that spectrum of emotion to it is, is really something I'm, I'm aspirational to.
0: That quote really does capture the emotion of the real world example that you've given us. Mm-hmm. And so I'm grateful, which is, I'm grateful that you, you've brought that to our attention.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to doing more of that. Into the world. <laughs> Into the world. What did you have?
0: I had a little whipped cream meringue of a quote. Mama. <laughs> page 333, which is in chapter 9, The Grey Havens. All things now went well with hope always of becoming still better.
1: Oh, I that is a whipped cream meringue. Yes.
0: Quote. What a <laughs> perfect description, Ellen. Just a little airy sweet treat. And it it was so hopeful. I'm like, I can't not end on a hopeful note. And I think I mean, certainly our relationship has become much closer over the course of this podcast. Mm -hmm. But I think taking the time each week, each two weeks to talk about community building has brought it so much more to the front of my mind that I am much more intentional of like joining groups and chatting with people I don't know and reaching out to people that I am friends with so they don't... Slide off into. Oops, I forgot to speak to you for six months. Land, mm-hmm. and so I, I feel good about where I'm at right now. But I have hope always of my community building muscle becoming stronger and better.
1: Absolutely,
0: yeah. I think
1: you know when we think about something, right and we, we put that at the forefront of our mind, we're just so much better at manifesting it, mm-hmm. right? Like making sure that our actions kind of are in alignment with that. And we may not always get it right, but we're, we're sort of always trying. And I think that's something that I would agree that this podcast has really helped me do is to think about how can I be more intentional in the spaces that I'm in? How can I grow and practice um, what I'm looking to see from others? How might I, you know, show up in ways that are maybe unconventional for me, but ultimately I think are in the better service of the community and do that self-work so that as I go out in the community, I can also kind of model what I'm looking for for others and, and really experiencing that sort of elevated sense of connection with folks that I'm, I'm in community with. Mm-hmm. So that's an excellent quote. Thank you. Today's podcast was brought to you by us for the very last time our music is by robert zahn and simon dom if you have thoughts on today's episode or homework assignment send us a voicemail or email at infellowshippodcast at gmail.com you can leave us a review on apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts remember to take care of your community stay hydrated and thank you for joining us today in fellowship We didn't This is what happens when you can't plan for guests is you don't get to brief them on like I'm doing a
0: recording. You are not allowed to use the pipes. Yeah, do not no water may flow for the next hour. Right. And flush at noon. (laughs) It's fine. I hate this. is chaotic. Should we just
1: try again?
0: Just
1: cut just cut all just of cut it. The
0: whole-
1: <laughs> cut all of it. Not none of it. None of it is salvageable.
0: <laughs> our last action item? It's now i was trying to should shall we bring it to our Okay, well thank you for that. We, oh my god. <laughs> Wait, shall you wrap us wrap us a sweet outro? Yeah, and you know what I'm
1: realizing is that I didn't identify a new outro. Oh, like a new oh? Sponsor. Did I
0: leave that? Is that from last time?
1: I think it's from last time.
0: Oh well, that's funny. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's brought to you by what? Us. Uh, yeah, I mean, we could just say us. <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah. Ready? Yep. Okay. <clears throat>